Chapter eight, you're in the people business. It's the people business, not the X business. You know, manufacturers are constantly pushing product awareness and product knowledge because they believe, the manufacturer does, that this is the weakness of the sales force. The manufacturers are telling the salespeople how to sell. It's crazy. They're manufacturers. They manufacture, right? They think if salespeople just understood how the product worked and all the benefits, then the salespeople would sell more or the franchise would sell more or whoever's distributing the product would move more product. While it's true that salespeople must have a great understanding of their product, one must not forget that no matter what you're selling, you're in the people business. It's people who buy those products. That's why it is vital that salespeople know about people first, products second. I've known salespeople who understood every in and out of the product. They knew every detail, but were unable to close the deal as they have an inferior, disabling understanding of people. Being superior in product knowledge, and, and, and yet inferior regarding people knowledge, equals minimal results. Understanding the product before you understand people is like putting the cart, if you will, in front of the horse. It won't go anywhere. Realize right now, you're in the people business first and the product business second. Certainly you need product knowledge. I'm not saying you don't. You have to know the benefits. You have to know how the product compares to other products. But first and foremost, you need to understand people and what they want before you can sell the product or show someone the benefits of your product. Most people I meet spend too much time selling the product and forget that selling is 80% people, 20%, maybe 20% product. This is justified by people buying inferior products every minute of every day. Every minute of every day, somebody buys a product that's inferior. Why? Why is this? Because people buy for reasons other than just the product benefits. A person stops into a convenience store after work, buys a carton of milk. Is that brand of milk the best they could possibly drink? Is it the best price in town? That person doesn't know and doesn't care because it's not the carton of milk they're buying at that moment. It's the convenience they're buying that will get them home to their family as quickly as possible so the kid can have some milk. The shoeshine guy at the airport. See, he doesn't understand that it's not the price or the quality of the shoeshine that keeps people from shopping at his booth. He doesn't realize this because he thinks people are having their shoes shined. The, he thinks he's shining shoes. The reason the businessman doesn't stop for a shoe shine in JFK or O'Hare or Los Angeles Airport or Houston Intercontinental or Denver, the reason they don't stop is not because they don't need a shine. It's not because of the cost. The business person is concerned about missing his connecting flight. If the shoe shine guy advertised 60 second shines, that's a nice ring to it, 60 second shines, he'd have to expand his booth to handle all the business. To get the right button to close the sale, that is what people are really interested in, people business, you have to know that you are in the people business and not in the shoe shine business or the insurance business or the acting business or the car business or the cable business, or whatever it is you're selling. Learn to think like they think. Products do not think. Products do not feel. Products do not react. People do. You may know I live in Los Angeles, and my wife and I 
we buy gas from a station on Sunset Boulevard that's about a mile from our home. Now, there's four other stations on the same corner. But the funny thing about this one station is the owner comes out, greets us by name, fills the car up, cleans the windshield, and gives us a bottle of water for free. The price of the gas is exactly the same as the guy across the street. I think, I'm not sure because I never go to the guy across the street. That's an interesting concept. See, now at that point, am I buying the gas or am I buying the service? Is this about people or the grade and quality of the fuel that he's putting into my car? Is the owner selling people or is he selling gas? Is he servicing people or selling gas? Where do you think we fill up every time? If he's open, we're going there. See, if you understand people, then you'll know the right answer. It's got to be obvious to you. Maybe you'll shop and go for the lowest price. I'm not interested. I want the service, and most people do. The owner of this station understands that he's not in the gas business. He's in the people business, which is why we continue to buy gas from him. And it's also why I never know what his competition is charging because I never go there. And even if I did go there, I'd be disappointed no water, no name, no windshield cleaned, just cheap gas. See, it's been said that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I believe this to be true, and I can validate it with commission checks. I never consider I'm selling a product. I've sold many, many products at many different price ranges from $10 to $100 million. I never consider that I'm selling a product, but I do consider that I'm helping a person make the right decision. I've sold fish, cars, clothes, real estate, videos, jewelry, investments, books. What else have I sold? Charitable contributions, uh, vacations. Uh, I mean, I've sold a lot of stuff. And I found that I did best. I've always achieved the most when I was most interested in the individual, when the human being that, that, that I had the human part of enjoying life, solving problems, reassuring people that they're buying the right product or service, that's when I excel. More often than not, salespeople will launch into their pitch without ever knowing anything about a customer, which is a surefire way to miss a sale. What is important to this person? What does this person need? What is this person concerned with? What is the ideal scene for him or her? What is it they are actually trying to accomplish with a purchase? What is it that really makes them feel good? If they could get everything they wanted, what would that thing be? These are the questions that will let you know how to communicate to people and let them know that you're in the people business, not the product business. Take interest in the client instead of interest in selling the client. When a buyer goes out looking for a product, he doesn't care how much you know about the product. He only cares about himself. He cares about his time. He cares about his money. And he cares about doing the best thing for himself. He doesn't care about you or your product at that point. He cares most about himself at this time. And you and your product are way down on the list of his concerns. The most interesting person in the world you know, I may not be the most interesting person, but I am the one I am most interested with, W.C. Fields. This is a great story to consider. People are far more concerned and more interested in themselves, their family, and in doing the right thing for themselves and their family than they are in having another product, no matter how much they actually need or want the product. 
If you don't show as much interest in the person you're working with and the concerns that he or she has, as you actually do in selling and in your commission, he'll know that you're only in it for the commission, in it for the money, in it for your job. He'll know. Be more interested in the customer than you are in yourself. Make yourself second and him first. Make your product second or third and him first. Make your sales process less important. Be more interested in your customer than you are in yourself, your sales process, your product, or your commission, and you will make more sales. Now, this is a point to management. Management, anytime you put your sales process senior to the person buying, your sales process will fail. My wife and I recently met with a high-end, very high-end veteran real estate agent who was showing us a house. And we happened to go to this open house, met this woman. I realized who she was. She's done a lot of work in, in this town and she's been in uh, real estate sales for 20 plus years. She's not one of the top, top agents, but she's definitely very, very good. As we were walking through the property, I began to tell the agent what was most important to us, at which point she cut me off and continued to pitch the house. I try to tell her, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in this, this, and she cut me off again. And then I, I go to tell her something else, she cuts me off again. You'd think that this agent was a complete rookie to the business. Not the real estate business, but certainly to the people business. On the contrary, she's been in real estate for over 20 years with much success. But she is by far great. She has not reached the top one, two, or three in her field. And the difference between the top one, two, and three, and number 10 in real estate in Los Angeles is, is millions of dollars in income. Well, maybe that's part of her problem. She doesn't listen and she doesn't take interest in people. She's too busy selling the product and not interested enough in the people that buy the product. She had joined the ranks of those in the real estate business that had forgotten she was in the people business. Well, 90% of all salespeople don't take the time to listen to the prospect or find out what they actually want, what they're looking for, what will motivate them. While this agent has been very successful compared to 90% of all agents, imagine what this agent could do. Imagine what she could sell if she was generally, genuinely interested in people and in determining what they really wanted and what they really needed. It would certainly save her time if she would now know what to show me and how to sell me, it's easy to do. All you have to do is be interested. You have to know how to communicate. Not talk, but communicate. See, I'm talking right now. I'm not communicating, I'm talking. True communication requires finding out what is important to people so you can identify what they actually want and deliver that thing or things. That means I have to ask a question, get an answer, and show how this fits. What do you value? What is important? Why is it important? How do they want to be spoken to? What is going to cause someone to take action? Those are straight up questions you can ask people. One time I was selling a condominium. We owned 144 condos in Tucson, Arizona. And we were selling a condominium there. And I was, I was actually in the office sitting down with a couple. And I observed within the first 60 seconds that the husband wouldn't look at me. I waited another 10 or 15 seconds. He still wouldn't look at me. I waited another 15 seconds. He wouldn't look at me. 
after full, a full two minutes of this, I'm talking to her. We're in communication. He won't look at me. After two minutes, I bluntly looked at him and said, excuse me. I cut the communication with her and went to him. Excuse me. Why won't you look at me? He was shocked. Like he just came right out of his shoes. He looked at me. He's like, what? I said, why won't you look at me? He was shocked at first, but then started immediately talking. See, I had taken interest in him. And when he did start communicating with me, I asked him, hey, what is your ideal scene? I know what your wife wants. What do you want? The question allowed him to open up. He told me everything they, him and her, were looking for. During the conversation, the subject of golf came up. So I showed him, I stopped my sales pitch and showed him where the closest course was. He went on and on and on about golf, how he loved it. He didn't stop, by the way, until he signed the documents. I didn't even sell my condo. You know what? I didn't pitch my condo. I got in communication. I just took interest in him and her. I got into communication. I made him more important than the product I was selling. Now, many of you won't do that. You won't, hey, why aren't you talking to me? You won't do that because you're worried about losing the sale. But you see, you've put in a sale, you've put it in priority more important than the people. I found out what was important to him because I got into communication. I listened and then I let him close himself. Communication equals sales. If you don't get into communication with the prospect, the buyer, whoever you're presenting your proposal to, you have no chance of ever making the sale. The dictionary defines communication as a process in which information is exchanged between individuals through common symbols or behavior. Communication is exchanged. See, talking about your product is not communicating because there's no exchange of ideas between you and the buyer. In sales, we're interested in communication that gains access to information, which then can be turned into action. To gain information means that your communication should include lots of questions. Hey, what do you want this product to do that your present one doesn't do for you? What would your present product have to do to satisfy you so that you wouldn't buy a new product? That's a great question. On a scale from 1 to 10, how would you rate what you're using now? What would make it a 10? See, this type of interested in you questioning, and you can make a whole list of them, and you should. This type of interested in you questioning will help you discover what your prospect wants, what they need, and most importantly, what they assign value to. What you assign value to and what they assign value to are two different things. What you think is important and what your wife thinks is important or your spouse, your husband, completely different most of the time. Additionally, asking questions demonstrates your interest in the individual. It demonstrates interest in the individual and people want to know you're interested in them, not just a sale and not just a commission. Years ago, I was shopping for a computer. And the salesperson starts reeling off speed, memory, storage capacity, megabytes, all the technical information that not only meant nothing to me, but I don't even care about. I walked away feeling like a zombie from all his technological terms and the misunderstandings he puked and spewed onto me and didn't make a purchase. I was with him for probably 30 or 40 minutes. 
A week later, still have a problem, hadn't bought anything. Puker before me couldn't close because he doesn't know anything about selling. A week later, I wandered into another store and I met a real salesperson who approached me and immediately started asking me questions rather than spewing data. He asked me if I'd been traveling with the computer, how I would use it, what were my three main uses. And this would help him determine not only how I am using it, but how he can help me, what is valuable to me and what I value. That salesperson showed more interest in me in 60 seconds than the other person did in 30 minutes. He was also genuinely interested in finding the right product for me rather than making a sale. I told him I'd been considering buying a particular model, to which he promptly explained that that computer that I was considering was more than I actually needed and that I would have spent more money than was necessary. His helpful advice increased my trust, caused him to have more credibility with me, putting him in a position to control the sale and actually keep me interested. Well, this is what happened. I wound up buying two laptops and a desktop computer from him in less than 20 minutes. Before I left, I asked him what else I might need and purchased extra memory, car, memory cards, software programs, and extended warranties. Look, the first guy took, what, 15, 20, 30 minutes demonstrating his product knowledge, but never bothered to find out about me and didn't get the sale. Why? He put product knowledge before people knowledge. The guy who sold me the product and got the commission, hey, he knew the product knowledge. That was essential for him to guide me to the right product, but he knew about me. He didn't put product first. He put me first. The human quality involved in selling can never replace, can never be replaced, and becomes even more beneficial the more deeply we become entrenched in this thing called the machine age. I want to clarify that when I suggest you ask questions, it is not done with the intent of manipulation. This has been greatly misused and promoted by sales trainers for years. Questions are asked to find out more about helping the human being in front of you, not manipulating. I don't ask questions to find out your budget in order to manipulate my product to fit your budget. Many books regarding the sales, regarding sales itself, suggest a tactic of collecting information to use against a buyer later. There are even tricks suggesting the salesperson doesn't answer the question, but that he responds to the buyer's questions with more questions. Look, this is pure, absolute manipulation. It is not communication with the intent of helping, and it will not serve you over time. Look, I'm in the people business. I'm not in the product business. I'm in the people business, certainly not in the business of manipulation, and I expect you are not in the business of manipulation either. Remember, people are senior to products. Now, this section is critical for executives. Make this fundamental rule you live and die. Make this a fundamental rule you live and die by, okay? You are in the people business. Management, your people are in the people business, not the product business. People are senior to products. People are senior to the processes, even the processes employed by companies. No product or sales process will ever be successful if it doesn't make people senior. A product is dead. People are not dead. A product is a function 
and is always less important than people. To the degree that a company's sales processes become more important than the people, salespeople and the customers, that process will fail. A personal friend of mine and rookie commercial real estate agent asked me once for a meeting about investment property I was considering. I won't mention the name of the company that he worked for, but I can tell you that they're one of the largest firms in the world representing apartment buildings, and they have relied on a very stringent sales process for years. I told my friend, the rookie, to come to my house for a meeting. He, He told me it was essential that I come to his office rather than him coming to see me. Well, I thought this was strange and told him, look, man, just meet me in my office. Let's figure out how I can buy something from you. He called me back. Insisted, Grant, you have to come to the office. This was totally uncharacteristic of my friend. I asked him, why do you keep continue to insist on me coming there because there is no way I'm going over there to meet you? At this point, he agreed. Okay, Grant, I'll come to you. When he finally got to my home, we sat at my kitchen table and I asked him, hey man, why did you continue to persist three times that I come to your office when I kept telling you I didn't want to do that. He explained to me he had just been to a seminar and the company's sales approaches insisted that the client go into the office. This was a control point, he suggested to me, that the company promoted to their young salespeople, suggesting they would be able to control the client better and get more listings. While it's vital to have a sales process in place, and that it be followed, the moment the process becomes senior to the servicing of the customer, it will error. This particular process failed to include or consider me the customer, the only one that can buy anything. Oh, by the way, my friend never sold me any real estate. Instead, he quit his job at that company after I convinced him to come work for me, managing my property, managing purchases. This proved to be a very, very successful decision for both of us. He went on to become a prosperous business owner and real estate entrepreneur. To this day, he thanks me for not meeting him at his office. Remember, people are senior to processes. I remember I bought a Hummer when it first came out, the H2 first came out. I was so elated, excited. After seeing the vehicle for the first time on Sunset Boulevard, I immediately called up a Hummer dealership because I wanted to buy one. I didn't want to know about it. I wanted one. I wanted it now. See, I didn't need a Hummer, but I wanted one, and I wanted it, and I wanted it now. A salesperson answered the phone. I said, look, hey, I want to know how much that Hummer is, that H2. I just saw one on the street. They yell, it's hot. I got to have one. He told me, hey, we can't give you a price on the phone. I asked him if there was something wrong with him. Because I just called for a price and he's, hey, how much is it? And then you tell me you can't give me one. Well, he said it was a company policy. I said, company policy? Your policy is not to give a price? I called you. I asked for a price. Now we're arguing, right? He said, no, it's a company policy. I don't want to argue with you. I'd love to, but I can't give you a price on the phone. Wow. What a policy that is. Now, if you're a car dealer, it might make sense to you. But everybody else listening to this is going to be like, that policy sucks. See, here's a Hummer dealership that has a policy in place that prevents people from purchasing anything. He told me that the policy was there, put in place to prevent people like me from shopping price over the phone and then going to a competitor. Hey, I hadn't even been thinking about shopping a competitor. 
until he planted the seed in my mind. Hmm, maybe I should shop the price. I wondered why the Hummer dealership bothered to advertise their phone number if they weren't willing to answer questions. Seems like a waste of advertising. This is a perfect example of a business that has implemented poor policy in an effort to prevent people from shopping competitors. They're trying to solve one problem and actually create another one. Some genius in management came up with a policy or some consultant suggested something in some seminar. Management goes back and says, yeah, let's don't give price. But you didn't think it all the way through. You end up creating more problems that prevent people from buying, but also makes no sense to the customer Probably makes no sense to the salespeople. Everybody goes into resistance. This results in a complete waste of advertising dollars, creates a confrontational environment, destroys sales, and creates high turnover. Process put in place without considering the effect on the people will not be effective but destructive. People are always going to be and should be treated more important than the actual processes, procedures, or policies. People write checks, policies, and processes don't. Products are dead matter, and people are alive. Products can be replaced, people cannot. Products don't sell themselves, people do. Never forget, people buy products, and it's your job to sell people on your products, not to sell your products to people. Caring about people is senior to the products and the processes you use. Being genuinely concerned that your customer is getting the right product for them. Make that individual more important than the individual sale and you will make more sales. Be interested in what the person is trying to accomplish and what problem he's trying to solve and treat people as individual, as living, breathing individuals that are irreplaceable. Stay interested before the sale, during the sale, and after the sale, and even if you don't get the sale, don't ever let the process be senior to the people involved. And remember, you're not in the real estate business any longer. The mortgage business, the insurance business, the investing business, the newspaper business, clothing business, acting business, hotel business, seminar business, whatever business your industry labels itself, quit that business. Right now, quit it and get into the people business.